0: This is a podcast from Rover.
1: This podcast is brought to you by the most broke thing in New Zealand the McDonald's ice cream machine. Hello there, Duncan. Hi, Jay Reeve. Welcome to yeah. Not for Radio for Wednesday here in New Zealand. What <sighs> like this? A bit of jazz flute? Oh, a bit of smooth sax. I don't think there's any flute in there, is there? No. Okay, so I'm going to start with Funny. This is Jim Gaffigan, and uh, he's a comedian. He's explaining why shots are just bad. (laughs) Okay. Mostly the people that are drunk in bars are drunk because they're drinking shots. And really, the only time to ever drink a shot is never. (laughs) No one's ever drank a shot and then done something they're proud of. Oh, I got wasted last night and then I went out and built some low income housing. That never happens. You always wake up the next day and you're like, I need a new identity. Maybe two of them. Because if you're drinking shots, it's either your birthday or you're trying to forget you were ever born. There is something honest about a shot. It's like, I want to get right to the embarrassing part of the night, right to pants off. <laughs> but we don't even drink shots we take them like they're medicine this will cure my normal behavior Um, he's, he's, whenever on had, the money Whenever you ever had shots and gone out and built some low income houses <laughs> <things>. So good <laughs> um, Speaking of jokes <laughs> Daz Mac messaged us on Facebook with this one here A man is cheated on by his wife He is devastated He hears that there is a wise monk who lives in the mountain Up the mountain He decides to consult him A few days after travelling he meets the wise monk I spend my whole lifetime uh, with her My life was dedicated to taking care of her and now she's left me for another bloke. I don't know what to do. The monk gives uh, him a cookie and goes, why don't you eat this? After finishing eating, he goes, oh, that cookie was delicious. Yes, answers the monk. Do you want another one? Sure, says the bloke. The monk uh, looks him in the eye and says, do you see a problem here? The man thinks for himself for a little while and then speaks slowly. I guess human nature is greedy, you know? You get one, then you want more. Maybe a new one. Maybe a bigger one. It's never enough. And nothing lasts forever. Everything is finite. We should be aware of this and not uh, and not be disappointed. The monk shakes his head and goes, "No. I mean, stop eating biscuits, you fat fuck." <laughs> <laughs> well done. Nice. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Shit fuck motherfucker fuck face piss.
0: <laughs> Ever veeded your nuts before? I mean, as while well, we're heading down this track,
1: nah, I thought about it, never did. It just seemed like a, quite a Bernie substance, you know. From like a couple of the boys had done it, and it just mm. seemed like a bit of a nightmare. I um, it dissolves here, so V yeah. isn't amazing f- for your skin. I don't assume.
0: Yeah, I as a young buck, I went through a phase where I would. Really clean up the downstairs, and it would just look like you know when you come you come to the bottom of a tree, and every now and again a baby bird falls out of it with it little swollen eyes. <laughs> I was, for whatever reason, I was going for that look, and succeeded. Uh, and I had it. This was at my parents' place. <laughs> this was at my parents' place, and I left it because I was a, I was like a teenager, like sixteen, seventeen, whatever it was, mm. and then. I returned some time later. It might have been quite some time later, and I dug it out, and I was like, ah, yeah, buddy, and you get the old little v out again. And so it's generally like a two-minute, turn two, lather up two minutes, hop into the shower, and it just, like, washes off. And that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, and it's like, poor, cheap as creepers. So, unbeknownst to me, there was an expiry date on this stuff once you'd, once you'd used it. Turns and into napalm? Fuck me, did it what? So <laughs> I put it on, I was like, oh, Christ, it's been a while. I don't know if it's a real cooling sensation, or if it's a real hot sensation. Either way, they basically tucked into a defensive ball. Like, just became. Just became. Like a turtle pulling its limbs in. <laughs> yeah. Like, you imagine, just, it looked like your elbow skin. You know, just no definition there was two nuts in there. It was just one. Back into the canals. Yeah, fucking right back up in there. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, Well, oh, I don't know if I can wait the two minutes out. Anyway, scorched my nuts. Like, proper fucking what, scorched them. What do you do in that scenario? Run the sink and just leave them in the cold. Just like any burn. It was a chemical burn on my twins. Oh, I'm not saying that's why we had to go through IVF, but I'd say it was
1: a contributing factor. Man. So there's a bloke, and I haven't seen this before. Scott Kent, thanks, mate. Send it to us on uh, Facebook, I believe it was. There's a bloke that's given his review. Your review, great. And this bloke's also come unstuck by mm. uh, using some hair removal, so I thought I'd read it for you. Uh, to having been told by my danglies, uh, having been told my danglies look like an elderly Rastafarian, <laughs> I decided to take the plunge and buy some Veet hair removal. An elderly Rastafarian. <laughs> His previous shaving attempts had only been mildly successful when I nearly put my back out trying to reach the more difficult bits. <laughs> Being a bit of a romantic, I thought I would do the deed on the missus's birthday as a bit of a treat. I ordered it well in advance, and working on oil rigs, I considered myself a bit above some of the characters writing previous reviews and wrote them off as soft office types. (laughs) Oh, my fellow sufferers, how wrong I was. (laughs) I waited until the other half was tucked up in bed after giving uh, some vague hints about the special surprise I went down to the bathroom initially. All went well and I applied the cream and stood waiting for something to happen and I didn't have to wait long. At first there was a gentle warmth (laughs) which in a matter of seconds was replaced by an intense burning and a feeling I can only describe as being given a barbed wire wedgie (laughs) by two people (laughs) intent on hitting the ceiling with my head. (laughs) Religion hadn't featured much in my life up until that night, but I suddenly became willing to convert to any religion to stop the violent burning around the turd tunnel and what seemed like the destruction of the meat and two veg. Struggling not to bite through my bottom lip, I tried to wash the cream off in the sink and only succeeded in blocking the plug hole with a man of fear. Through a haze of tears, I struggled out of the bathroom, across the hall, into the kitchen, By this time, walking was not really possible and I crawled the final yard to the fridge in the hope of some form of cold relief. I yanked the freezer drawer out and found a tub of ice cream, (laughs) tore the lid off and positioned it underneath me. The relief was fantastic, but only temporary as it melted fairly quickly and the firing stabbing soon returned. Due to the shape of the ice cream tub, I hadn't managed to give the starfish any treatment and I groped around in the drawer for something else. I was sure my vision was going to fail fairly soon, so I grabbed a bag of what I later found out was frozen sprouts. (laughs) And I tore it open, trying to be quiet as I did so. I took a handful of them and I tried in vain to clench some between the cheeks of (laughs) my This was not doing the trick, as some of the cream had found its way up the chutney tunnel (laughs) and it felt like the space shuttle was running its inches behind me. This was probably and hopefully the only time in my life I was going to wish there was a gay snowman in my kitchen, (laughs) which should give you some idea of the depths that I was willing to sink into to ease the pain the only solution my pain-crazed mind could come up with was to gently ease one of the sprouts <laughs> where no veggie had gone before. Oh Unfortunately, alerted by the strange grunts coming from the kitchen, the other half chose at that moment to come and investigate and was greeted by the side of me, ass in the air, <laughs> strawberry ice cream dripping from my belly end, pushing a sprout up my ass, and muttering, all year, that feels good understandably this was a shock to her and she let out a scream and as I hadn't heard her come in it caused an involuntary spasm of shock in myself which resulted in the sprout being ejected at quite some speed in her direction I can understand that having a sprout farted against (laughs) your leg at 11 o'clock at night in the kitchen probably wasn't the special surprise she was expecting and having to explain to the kids the next day what the strange hollow in the ice cream was didn't improve my status to sum it up Veet removes hair, dignity, and self-respect. I love these. I love these tales. They're just amazing. uh, Something
0: written that descriptively. There is, uh, I'll track it down, I think one of the greatest pieces of writing, and I will let you be the judge. And the reason why I say this is, uh, it's in the back of a a magazine called Monster Children, and it's called Life is Shit by an author called Vaughn Deadly. And... Fuck me the best bit of reading I've ever done in my life
1: Was this the one you got yourself into stitches On the plane then pl- passed it around the yeah, plane And just had the ruined, whole plane <laughs>
0: losing it Ruined an entire plane And I still at the thought of it As you're reading that reminded me so much of it. I'll find it and I'll bring it in And I will promise to read it to you It's some gentle bedtime reading but It's so good Amazing.
1: Uh, so, if you get anything similar to that, like obviously we bloody love them, uh, <laughs> please send it to us. The Rock Drive on Facebook. Uh, we move Oh, can you tell us just quickly? Yes. Uh, you mentioned this, so we didn't forgot to mention on the radio show the new KFC burger. <gasps> this might have actually been in play in other countries. Got no idea, it but is. it's about to come to New Zealand.
0: It is in other countries.
1: Uh, well, I no, Aaron, Let me just say this, so then I don't get in trouble.
0: Mm. Wouldn't it be great? If uh, if KFC brought one of those overseas burgers to New Zealand, my favorite one, which I would love them to bring <laughs> here, would be a Kf- KFC gravy burger. So imagine, uh, if you will, for one second, a delicious piece of crispy chicken fillet on one of those tasty, tasty buns, and then on top of that is a hash brown, but not any hash brown. It's a particularly made hash brown, which is scalloped out uh, on the top side so that you could pour that delicious... KFC gravy all over it before slapping the bun lid down upon it. Fuck, this is man, good, eh? Imagine if they called it Graven A's Oh man, how good would that be? Just out there spitballing, just hoping, wishing, you know, that something like that happens in next, uh, next Tuesday in New Zealand.
1: <laughs> Motherfucker, not for radio. Uh, Wouldn't it be great? Also here in New Zealand on this on the topic of food, the Great New Zealand Toasty Takeover finalists have been selected. There's finalists in Auckland, the Waikato, Bay of Pliny, Coromandel, Rotorua, Central North Island, uh, oh Cooney is the only one down there. Um, Brew Union and Palmy North, the offering in Greytown, Little Nessie Cafe in Nelson, Beers in Christchurch, the Morning Magpie and Dunners, great name. High Country Salmon, Twizel, and Johnny Creamer. Uh, the food truck in Frankton, Queenstown, these guys have all made the cup to have the best toasty Sammy.
0: Ah oh good, this is very this is a very hotly contested. This is with uh, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong with McClure's pickles.
1: Yes, Oh, shit they're good. Yes, they do. So the one we're gonna go and check out this one and um, you can check it out. Just search great New Zealand toasty takeover. it'll come up. Where you want to go to the one in Auckland that's the Winyard Pavilion. Have a go at this. Uh, Low and slow smoked Wagyu brisket. I hate it already. Massimo's mozzarella, McClure's sweet and spicy pickles, truffle aioli, and old yellow habanero mustard.
0: (laughs) If you're not from New Zealand, then you don't know the pleasure of having habanero, the old yellow habanero, which is made by Al Brown, who I'm an unashamed massive fan of. Uh, A chef, hunter, gatherer, all-round absolute legend, restaurateur, Just fucking champion human. Have we had him on the radio show? No, I don't think we have. Is this your Ray
1: Warren? Legendary league commentator rugby, um, Ray Warren. I get scared to text him. I know I probably should do it tomorrow because State of Origins on Sunday.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, Rabs is – I reckon that anybody would be afraid of – Al's very approachable. He's very like, yeah, no, let's catch up for a tin. And like he's that kind of person. Mm. uh, And very, very – forthcoming with his time and, and talents um, great under the pump flat out bloke uh, what we should do is lock horns with him at field days because he'll be there with Hyundai is he
1: a Hyundai ambassador yeah
0: yeah he ties the whole thing together country calendar Hyundai oh it's bloody good stuff alright why don't you them? Um...
1: I oh, would Jay and Duck not for radio radio we talked about this a while ago on the radio show. Another news story come out over the last couple of days. You've probably seen this if you're part of the UK audience that listens to the Not For Radio podcast. Uh, but the massive age gaps uh, that you've heard about in relationships. There What's the it. biggest one that you've done, you reckon?
0: Mm. Have you ever calf and cowed?
1: No, nah, shit, no. Mate, I've had so many long relationships. My friggin', nah, nothing spicy of mine. You know what I call myself. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Meat and three veg. So I'm getting more simple. I'm on a meat diet at the moment. I'm just Mr. Meat. <laughs> Nice to meet you, on Mister <laughs> Um, So nah, I haven't really done that much older, if maybe a couple of years.
0: Yeah, there's some real chaotic humans that you mate with that just get themselves into
1: absolute
0: states, and you're like, how do you, how how do you operate in the in the world of chaos? Like, I know a a, a individual who hooked up with uh, somebody's mother that they were quite keen on, and the mother's f- gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, mm. and then. Really moved in for the calf and cow with the daughter, and
1: just, playing with fire at this point.
0: Yep, uh, was unaware that they had been in comunicado uh, about the whole thing, and basically she seduced him to the point where he was just full, you know, starfish on the bed, just ready to rock and roll, and she was like, I would love. Nothing more than to do, and then insert list of just the grimmest stuff that could ever happen to a person, just full, full, full. Filth. Mm. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, I'm here for it." Yeah, yeah. and she's like, "But you fucked my mum." Oh. And he reckons it just like pff, evacuation, just it, blood drained out of his entire body, not just his pecker.
1: And then she came around and chopped his dick off.
0: Yeah, threw it in the incinerator.
1: Heavy story. Yeah. yeah, made that made that weird noise. <laughs> So this story is out of the UK, a grandmother uh, to 17, she's got 17 grandchildren. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah. uh, She's 61, Cheryl. Um, 61's not that old though. I mean, some 61-year-olds don't, you know, it depends what life's done to you. Yeah. It depends (laughs) what sort of life you had. Um, Not referring to anybody at all. Uh, So (laughs) she's the grandmother of 17 grandkids uh, and she's got a 24-year-old husband and uh, I think he ended up making a move on her. It was like, whew, she drives a Mustang. It was like, shit, mm. tick. Um, And then um, just obviously, there's uh, oh. yeah, some other stuff in there. She's got one of those. Um,
0: she's got one of those darting bumhole mouths, you know. That's just absolutely punished darries her whole life. And yes. as a result of that, it's uh, just a really darty little.
1: It starts to recede into your head. Yeah, just a real little wrinkly one. The kicker for this story, though. Um, they met at um, a dairy um, in Rome and, oh sorry, this is out of the US, um, while he was working for one of her sons and he was 15 at the time Once he when he first saw her and it wasn't until 2020 that they reconnected and had it off and not long after popped the question, but being a 24-year-old bloke, obviously there's some things you still want to do in your life that she's probably done before. So the wedding, it was live streamed to more than 20,000 people and now at the ripe old age of 61, they're looking at having a baby. How's that sit with
0: you? Oh yeah, each to their own. The
1: baby could technically still be like twenty, you know, at some point before it should, uh, the baby loses them. That's the thing I instantly yeah. thought of.
0: Yeah. Wow. Weird.
1: What's your What's your cut off? What's your oldest cut off? What to have a kid with somebody, or just to? Yeah, just to.
0: Oh, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even want to put a number on it. You never know, you know. Hundred. <laughs> oh. <laughs> To <laughs> say no. Well, I mean, you know, noted. If you're, if I mean, if you know, if uh, if you're in the position where you're a not a bad-looking hundred-year-old person, <laughs> oh, never had a centenary.
1: But yeah, show me the lady
0: you got well, my queens yes, exactly. That's the kind of thing. That he'd be like, it would be at that stage. It would be conquestual, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be. Oh man, I met this amazing person. They can barely hear me, and they're a hundred years old, and we're in love. You know. Yeah.
1: Tell me, the time, tell me yeah, about the time you lost like your V-plates in 1923 again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was it like during the air raid sirens? Oh,
1: fuck. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's, I'm not saying that. It's right. quite high. I think I had a, um, oh, you know, I've got a social message here. Message from somebody overseas. I do believe it was scrolling down. Here we go. Scott Fletcher. Uh, and this, jeez, we doubling down on the stories. Anyway, here's another one. Scott <laughs> Fletcher the story of his nickname. Hey, guys, love the nickname segment, so I thought I would tell you about how I got my nickname. Back in the late 90s, I left school and joined a social rugby team full of 20 and 30-year-olds that loved to drink. We were halfway through the season, and we finally won our first game, and I played mean. After the game, had a couple of beers, a feed, and some speeches. I got man of the match, so the guys were going to shout you some drinks, uh, said they are going to shout you some drinks tonight. But for the first one, you got to chop it back. Sweet as, I said, and downed it. The next guy bought me a drink, and he said, you got to chop that as well. Sweet as, and I downed it. Uh, at this stage, I'm pretty happy. So the next few da- uh, drinks, I drank at normal pace. Half an hour goes by, and I'm off my tits some of the guys are like, we're off to the pub down the road. It's like 100 metres away. It took me a fucking hour to walk there. (laughs) Once I sat down outside on the deck, I was not feeling very well. So the guy said, Scotty, if you're going to spew... Turn around and do it over there. And about 10 le- seconds later, I'm turning around and spewed all of the noodles up from the feed we had after the game. And one of the sober guys took me home. After that, it was only like 7.30. And I went straight to bed. The next day, the staff at the pub had to call the fire engine to <laughs> hose the noodles off. They were stuck in between the decking. And I also found out that the guys were putting tequila in the beers that I was shopping. Oh. And since then, I've been known as Noodles. <laughs> Right, yeah, <laughs> it's it's ruthless, stitch up, yeah. Not for radio. Got to finish on this track here. This is a good Kiwi rock band by the name of. Well, they're not together anymore. They are and they aren't. Um, they are now back to being called Blind Spot. This is when they were called Blacklist due to some uh, fisticuffs um, between a couple of members of the band. But this is a main track called Home from when they were Blacklist. Some heavier numbers they do. Yeah, That's it's a, one of the slower ones, and I love it. Yeah, Damien Alexander,
0: what an incredible bloke he is. Amazing pipes. He can go from that to screaming, someone say, What the fuck, you don't know me, at the top of his lungs and absolutely melting
1: people's faces. That's blacklist for two, with two Ts if you want to search it up and have a listen. Hey, uh, whatever you're up to for the remainder of your day, we appreciate you for choosing us. You've got limited time in your day, so we do bloody appreciate you. Share us around. Let your mates know. That'd be fucking nice. And we'll catch you tomorrow for the Not For Radio podcast. blokes with fat heads not
0: the with jay and dunn